0: This interview was supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Beatrice. Beatrice had no role in the selection of the topics or the selection of the speakers and has not vetted or reviewed the content of any of the interviews. The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro and I sit on the board of trustees at the International Menopause Society. And today I'm joined by Dr. Lisa Larkin. Lisa, for all our healthcare providers who are watching us today, can you tell them who you are and what you do? Well, thank
1: you for having me, Dr. Shapiro. So I'm a women's health internist in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm also founder of Ms. Medicine. And I I currently sit on the board of trustees of the North American Menopause Society and I'm excited to be president-elect.
0: So today, really, I want to focus on what the future holds and where we think we're going with new scientific advances in terms of early cancer detection. So not that we necessarily have them this moment, but what's exciting on the horizon and what is it that we can expect to see that's going to help in terms of early detection and cancer in general?
1: Right. So it is really an exciting time in medicine. And I'll step back and say, you know, I think all of us recognize that the way that we've been practicing medicine for the last multiple centuries is kind of a one size fits all, right? We've been assuming that diseases, all types of diseases present in both women and men at the same time, the same way, and that they need to be treated the same way. And we've completely learned, of course, that A, there's gender differences, sex differences between men and women and diseases and cancer and how we manage them, but that individually, we need to be thinking about the individual patients in front of us and their genetics and where they live and all of their lifestyle factors, and that they may have... Uh, a risk of diseases that are very different. And even when they develop diseases, that the way that we treat them would be very different. right? So it's this whole concept of precision, personalized medicine. And it really where science is evolving is into four buckets I like to think about in that way. So it's really understanding our genetics completely. Our, you know Now we have whole genome sequencing and we really can look at individualized genes so that we know what a person is at risk at. We now actually know though that there's individual tumors right so the genetics of an individual tumor so not all breast cancer is the same not all colon cancer is the same we need to be looking at those individual tumor dnas and genetics of the tumor itself because they behave differently then we also can look at what we call pharmacogenomics right which is that all of us metabolize drugs differently and so our response to treatment you know some of us may respond to one particular medication appropriately and others not And then we also may have side effects or toxicity related to medicine, right? So there's this whole understanding now of the way that each of us as an individual metabolizes medications that puts us at risk of toxicity or benefit. And so with all of this science, it's advancing into this way of precision medicine. The last piece, as you mentioned, is now this early cancer detection. And this is really very exciting. So this is now science where we can now, so let me set the stage we currently only have guidelines to screen for five different types of cancer. Mm -hmm. The majority of cancers are from all of the other cancers. Cancer deaths are related to cancers that we don't have screening for now. So there's been a big push. How can we do better at identifying cancer? And now because of incredible science, there really has been a breakthrough in being able to identify cancer DNA in individuals' bloodstreams early, right? So we Mm -hmm. call this I mean, it's, it's incredible. So fragments of tumor DNA in the bloodstream that through understanding methylation patterns and what the DNA looks like, we can now actually tell where it's coming from. So now there's a blood test that's available. It's commercially available in the United States, um, and it's growing. Uh, There's lots of companies and scientific development in this space, so there's more coming. This is really, we're on the cusp of this really becoming globally available, but where you can have a blood test to identify this cancer DNA in your bloodstream, and we can tell actually where it's coming from. And the goal is to identify these tumors that right now we have no screening for, to be able to identify them early so that we can treat them early. And that's really the last category of where I see precision medicine advancing. And it's incredible science.
0: You know, when I think of things, for example, like pancreatic cancer, usually those are such late finds for us, whereas we're not doing a colonoscopy or a pap test or a mammogram or a PSA and digital rectal or whatever it is for the ones we can screen for. There's so much we cannot screen for. So it sounds like exciting times ahead. So if you have to lay out the scenery of how you think this is going to evolve? Are we just at the top of this, or are we going to see this accelerated? Right.
1: So, so right now, at least in the United States, right, there's there's only one commercially available test, um, and it's quite expensive. It's not covered by insurance yet in the United States. Um, now, this is a really well-studied test. The data is really good, but of course, you know, it's only one company that's commercialized it yet, so there's no competition. There's lots of other companies coming up the pipeline. The way that I talk to patients about this test right now is the same way that I I describe how it was in the field of genetics in the last 10 years, right? So 10 years ago, when we were looking at genetic mutations, the cost was very high and insurance was really not covering it. Fast forward to today, I can do a hereditary cancer panel for very inexpensive now. Um, and, And the technology is advanced. And so the cost has come down and there's competition in the space. What I really see happening is there's multiple other companies coming up the pipeline with other versions of this multi-cancer early detection test Once there's competition, once we continue to push forward with improving the technology to do this, the cost will come down. And then I believe that this will, my bet is in the next 10 years, this type of test, a next generation test will become part of how we continue to screen for cancer in all patients, right? This will become part of our annual physical for us in some way. Now, of course the cost has to come down um, to make it available to everyone. But I really do believe that we are on the cusp of some very exciting, rapidly evolving science that will improve the ability to detect those cancers that we now don't have screening for. And, you know, as a practitioner in the last three months, I diagnosed one of my patients with stage four pancreatic cancer and one of my patients with stage four ovarian cancer, and they're terrible things to diagnose, right? And we're missing the boat. And so this really is something that I'm passionate about as well and very excited is up and coming.
0: And I hope that we will see global inequities be able to, you know, yes. even the playing field, because it, it is at this point, the way of the future, but exciting times ahead and good to know that this is in our future and hopefully our destiny. Thank you.